What's up, you drunk idiots? We're back with another episode here of Drunk Idiot Reviews. Uh, I, I know last week it seemed like we were in some precarious straits, uh, some legal trouble coming our way that we could not have predicted and should really not have had to predict. Uh, as a result, though, we are having our first episode here on the road. Uh, and I'm very excited to delve into what has to be some very important uh, film material here uh, with two very enthusiastic guests. They uh, apparently sought out our intern uh, personally to tell him that uh, he really wa- they really wanted to be here for this episode. Uh, and so here I'm very uh, pleased to introduce to you uh, Barnabas Brigham Howdy. and Christian Mann. God doesn't like criminals. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, I don't necessarily dispute that, but I don't want to get into that type of dialogue quite yet. But guys, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. When do I pick up my check? Uh, all right. There's a bit of a misunderstanding here. We're just looking I, to get paid. By God. Do you, do you think God signs paychecks or or you know is it all going to be compensating you here who else has that authority christian we've talked about this god pays us every day in the gift of life god talked to me you didn't say anything okay well all right i don't know what our intern shane told you but there's no compensation for this this is a podcast we are all you know everything comes out of my pocket so I don't want to pay you, and so I will not be paying you for this. Okay, very well. I was informed we were going to be offered college credit. No, I... are not in school. He might have been... Yeah, oh, neither of you are in college. No, but it would be nice. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll, I'll talk and see whatever, you know, proctor or something I can, can get in touch with. Can you date with the dean? Yeah, you're getting a little uncomfortable there, Christian. So, all right, I, I just want to back up a bit. Uh... And really delve into you know who you guys are. So uh, Shane told me that you two are very uh, active in the local uh, religious community. Could you tell me a bit about your roles in that? Uh, yeah, the church scene is red. Um, uh, Christian, I'm going to ask you to speak into your mic a little. Closer. I would say that the church scene is red. I'm so bad at this. Um, but red, not bad. You know what? Yeah, that's that's the, our new slogan. The do, local do, churches. Do we have yeah. your permission to take that or? Uh, talk to me off, Mike. We'll talk okay, with legal. No, I'll just take it. I don't need to. Ask I would say talk fine. with legal. God said it was fine. Uh, do you commune with God that quickly? Does he get yeah. back to you? Is it like instant messenger? Um, yes. Uh, Barnabas, tell him about me. I don't. I don't want to talk about you. I don't either. It's fine. We, we've talked about this before, Christian. When we end up talking about you, they start to learn some things. And that's, Wait, that's so I, it starts to learn some things. You piqued my interest. I disperse knowledge. That's it's casual. Um, oh, are you a preacher? Some may call me a preacher. I consider myself a teacher. Christian has a problem mm-hmm. of uh, asserting things <clears throat> that anyone who's informed knows are absolute truth, but some people don't take kindly to. Oh, yes, of course. I'm speaking, of course, about my very uh, illustrious and exclusive relationship with uh, the big G himself. The big G, the original G. The OG. Is that God or Jesus for you? It depends on the day. Um, on Do Tuesday, you like those shirts that you get at like the beach and stuff that have you know pictures of Jesus, but he's uh, done up with like 
you know, uh, typical uh, original gangster type clothing, you know, bandanas and uh, heavy necklaces and a bling, I believe uh, it's called. I can't confirm or deny my attraction to said images. Your um, attraction? What did I say? You said attraction. We have that on. That's not on correct. Mike. I think you're making this is fake news. Christian, we've talked about this. You have to keep your sins off tape. I don't sin. God said so. Okay. Oh, I'm really interested in in getting back to you know your your deeper feelings on Jesus. But uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna turn away from you, Christian, uh, and I'm gonna look at you, Brigham. Now. You are over there. You you seem to be the more well kept of the two here. Uh, tell tell me just some basic stuff. Uh, so what what sect of Christianity are you guys under? Um, evangelical, sir. Ah, uh, evangelical. Um, okay. Uh, well, I hope I don't offend you or anything with any of my thoughts here. I cannot say I'm evangelical myself, although I will strive to be tolerant. I cannot promise I will be though. Eventually, you'll make that step to improve yourself. That's why we're here. Oh. Also, hmm. you see that I'm composed. That comes from my years of running the Bartimaeus Brigham Community Center, named after myself, Bartimaeus Brigham. Oh, Bartimaeus Brigham. Oh, wait a second. So you just said that your name was Bartimaeus Brigham. Uh, yes, I was introduced to you as Barnabas Brigham. I don't know why anyone would tell you that I'm Barnabas. <clears throat> sorry. Uh, getting you emo- I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not, don't try to get you emotional. Here, I I didn't mean to bring it up. I'm I hate sorry. it when people mess up my name. All right, it's all right. Bartleby Brigham. But, is it okay? The last time I did it. Is it okay if I just call you Brigham? For now. For now. Okay. Uh, is it father? Is it brother? Is it cousin? It can be whatever you want. Uncle. To be. Uncle, oh. Uncle Brigham. Oh no. All right, uh, Christian. Again, if you're going to moan, I'm going to ask you to do it right into the microphone i want everyone to pick up on those sweet dulcet moans of yours so can you just give that back to us one more time oh okay why did you moan christian you just asked me to father i did oh okay okay i'm having lapses (laughs) all right all right fair enough okay so so christian how did how did you get into religion what what brought you to your do you guys have do you know what's the name of your church by the way would you like to plug that on the show our church is the church of god the one and only okay is it like the the evangelical church of god the the big boys for Jesus? no other churches are real churches other than the evangelical and evangelical church he gets mm-hmm. emotional i'm sorry yeah, yeah you Anytime you, people question my faith you've had messes up my words i know i just i feel bad for you you've had a really watery eyes since we've been starting here and i i'm sorry i really am not trying to offend i promise i'm trying to exercise all the tolerance i have albeit i know it's not a lot but i i am trying so i'm i'm sorry if if this is bothering you at all so much for the tolerant left okay Christian, Mr. Man, I consider that a grave insult. If you've listened to any of this episodes, which uh, I don't, ah, man, I, I guess I can't make the claim that we were the number one podcast anymore. Um, people have listened to this podcast. People might be listening right now. And you know what? I just got to say you hurt my feelings with that. So I, I, I'm not a leftist. I believe that the left is tearing down this country, uh, limb by limb, 
Uh, and pretty soon, uh, we won't we won't even be able to fly the American flag anymore. I've got to say, uh, Bilbo, that uh, he makes a good point. I, I feel as though I must apologize to you directly. Uh, God also says that he's sorry. Um, God apologized to me. Yeah, he hit you with the real shit. Mm, wow. Oh, oh goodness me. Oh, are you not allowed to swear? I. It's not that Christian. We've talked about your cursing. Oh, do you have do you have rules for him, Brigham? Specifically him, yes. He usually doesn't let me outside. We try to prevent that. But as we said, college credit. Okay. Okay. So. What what's your relationship here? What uh, you guys? You came in, uh, you know, uh, you came to my home, and you said at the same time, same voice. You said, "We are here. We've come to take you." Uh, I was very apprehensive at first, and uh, but before I knew it, I was uh, tossed into the back seat of your car, uh, all my recording equipment as well, um, and you put a sack over my head. Uh, you said it w- that was for my own protection. Now, um, if if you know our good intern Shane hadn't warned me that this was a possibility, I would have freaked out more. Um, but I don't even know where we are right now, uh, and I don't know what kind of building this is. Is this you know something that you know? So is this where you two live? Is this where you two work? Is uh, shed some light on this for me. Well, let me first address taking you here. Uh, let me just say, I've taken Christian multiple times in this very room. Um, oh. To this very room, I'm sorry. Oh, wait. Um, and every time oh. afterwards, he has thanked me for it thoroughly. So I would like you to um, consider your place that we remove the bag as a service to you. And Do you really, not usually remove the bag from Christian? No, we provide other services that involve keeping the bag on for your own safety. Okay. Uh, and the evangelical name. Amen. All right. Okay. Why? Why did? You, okay. So, what? What is your two's relationship then? If if, if I'm not going to get any answers about this place, uh, how long does this podcast usually run? Because this one might take a while. Uh, well, this is a mega-sized episode, Mister Man. Okay, that might be relative. What size is mega in your opinion? Uh, right above or less than ultra. Yeah, I was about to say right above ultra. Uh, just below monstrous. Okay, so asking for a friend, how does that relate to like super or just normal big? I did air quotes for those who can't see. Um, it's well above big, uh, about a meter ahead of super, um, just short of bigly. Okay, what about uh, in comparison to average? Eh, you know, it could go either way. Okay, can we repeat the question? I think I lost my train of thought. I thought about some good things and some bad things. How do you two know each other? I'm not quite sure. Take it away. How do you... How, wait, wait, no. I want to get Mr. Man back on. How... I like that name. Thank you. How do you not know how you two met? Well, I know who he is. I can't say I remember how we met, but I can say it's been magical ever since. The relationship itself, however, fluctuates. Okay, uh, He's like a brother on the battlefield, a rival in other places. All right. Brother um, Brigham. Yeah, Brother Brigham, would you be able to shed some light then on how you two met? Something. I like to believe that mm-hmm. we're all a family, except for those who disagree with me. Um, those people aren't really people. That being said, mm-hmm. um, I think okay. all you need to know is that he and I have familial relations right here. Like I said, I've taken him um, here multiple times. We've had a good time. 
we're like siblings almost in that way. Okay, it doesn't sound like I don't know many siblings that take each other. I'm sorry, who are you to judge our familial relations? I just I I'm just Okay, guys. I got a level. I'm a little nervous about being here. We're in a new environment. As you should be. We have a lot of lit candles around us right now. Uh there the room atmosphere saves lives. It's it's okay, but it the room is just ripped by lit by this really red eerie glow. Um there's this man in the corner I can only describe as a golem. Uh who has been standing there, he's watching me, and the only thing I can see is sweat glistening on down his bald head. Um and I can't help but feel like he means me some harm. I will say, uh, you'll learn who he is soon enough, but in the meantime, know that you will learn things about yourself and those you love by meeting him. I will say that as long as you don't do anything out of line here, <clears throat> you have nothing to worry. Um, he's just a member of the Bonaparte Brigham Security Company, also named after me, Bonaparte Brigham. Okay, so... Is okay. there some issue here, sir? Uh, Brother Brigham, is there like, do you have multiple names or is your name really long? And, you know, or. No, it's actually funny. Um, my parents only gave me my first and my last name, Bonaparte Brigham. I don't know why you would think I had any other names. That, you know, that is pretty funny. I will say that is no an amusing names. anecdote. I think I know what you're getting at, though. I will say that I do agree in the theory that names are on the spectrum. So we don't talk about spectrums here, uh, Christian. I, was, in. I don't want to get in the way here, but I feel like I don't, Christian. I feel like you're a little on edge around Brigham. Is uh, are, you, are, you, edge. are you scared of him? Is there? I don't know fear for I only know the Lord. Brigham, do you need? Are you, uh, not Brigham, Mister Man, do you need help? Is this one of those blink once if yes, blink twice if super yes? Okay. Oh man. Uh, all right. Um, because the answer is yes. All right. We'll see what we can do after a break. Okay, guys. Though I, we're here to speak about uh, something that's very important to me. Um, this this uh, movie franchise I discovered back in uh, my my college days um, when the first one came out. Uh, it caught my eye uh, because there were a number of articles being written on it. Uh, mostly titled this year's worst mo- reviewed movie on Rotten Tomatoes is uh, God's Not Dead. That, that's just blasphemy. God's Not Dead is one of the few movie franchises that really has, dare I say it, the balls to address the suppression and discrimination that Christians are beginning to face in this country. Especially evangelical Christians. Beginning to face. So you don't think it's always been there, but that there's a recent uprising or something against I think, the, the Christian male, dare I say? I think everyone has always been there who was not one of us because, I mean, it's natural to hate something that is superior. But recently, the, the widespread acceptance, there were air quotes there, um, uh, well, we'll put them in post. Cool. So when when people are listening to this on their screens, they'll just see two fingers come up and do air quotes. Um, that's that's hopefully on Shane. I hope believe this has done. led to a backlash specifically against the uh, male 
Christian evangelical. Okay. Uh, all right, guys. I, I can see things are getting heated right now. I, my, the bald fists are a bit much. Um, so I would just ask you to instead take a sip of our drink that we've got today. Now, today's drink is not an original, unfortunately. Uh, we like to do things original on this podcast, but, you know, sometimes the best has been done already. So today what we have made is a bunch of Presbyterians in the spirit of the movie franchise. Now, I, I realize you guys are not Presbyterian. Fucking Presbyterian. Pardon. Oh, okay. You swore again. I Christian. God will forgive me, as will you. You hope. Okay, um, all right. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't. I didn't mean to start a fight. Uh, I I thought this might be fun. A it's fun play. It's been years on. in the making. Honestly, you're just setting things in motion. Thank you. Okay, so you guys have known each other for ten years. Twenty-five to be exact. But twenty-five. How old are you guys? Twenty-six. Oh, well, how old are you, Brigham? I was named uh, <clears throat> Beppus Brigham by my parents. Okay, approximately I... thirty-nine years ago. Okay. There's been a miscommunication here. I thought you were 27 and three quarters. Just because I was named that 39 years ago does not mean that was when I was born. Okay. I. All right. I. I guess we went. We went from some troubling dynamics to some logical loops. I am having a hard time reconciling here. But anyways, I just. I'd like to welcome you to the podcast, to Drunk Idiot Reviews. Uh, we we attempt to give level unbiased reviews to films that deserve to be seen by the masses um i look forward to learning more about each of you uh in the coming segments and everything um and more about your personal history with these movies uh because tonight we are going to be reviewing every movie in the franchise leading up to the new release god's not dead a light in the darkness so let's go ahead let's take a break Let's take some deep sips from our Presbyterians. Let's try and cool off a little bit, and we'll come back. How does that sound to you guys? Sounds good. Let us drink deeply from the will of the Lord. God bless. I'm not a Christian man, but, you know, God bless. And, I am. Oh. Ha-ha. <laughs> All right. Well, let's stick around. We'll be right back with our review of the first movie in the franchise that started it all. So stick around. We'll be right back. And we're back, Drunk Idiot Reviews, here with Brother Brigham and Christian Mann. Uh, and we're about to discuss God's Not Dead 1. Very exciting, very passionate about this movie. Hey, you, and I assume you guys feel the same way, right? Of course. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad you got really close to the mic just to say yeah. Um, but... Uh, so we're just, you know, for those who haven't seen it, we're going to go over some of the preliminary information so they uh, are familiar behind the, with the talent behind this uh, incredible movie. So God's Not Dead, uh, the IMDb synopsis is uh, college philosophy professor Mr. Radisson's curriculum is challenged by his new student Josh, who believes God exists. The movie was directed by uh, Harold Cronk. And stars Shane Harper as Josh Wheaton, Kevin Sorbo as Mr. Radisson, and David A.R. White as Reverend Dave. This movie was based on Rice Brooks' book, God's Not Dead, Evidence for God in an Age of Uncertainty, 
and it was also based on a uh, very popular variation of a uh, chain email that uh, many many a grandmother has sent me. Um, Do you anything? know many grandmothers? Oh yeah, no, I, I mean, okay, I, guys, I don't have many friends, so is that your following? When I. Uh yeah, I checked the metrics. Uh, we are trending sixty-five and up. Uh, I, I like mostly that. female. Do me a favor, give me a contact sheet after this is over. I won't tell you why. Okay, I, are you guys looking to recruit or? I just said I wouldn't tell you why. Please don't ask. Okay, again. it's in my nature in my nature to ask questions. It should be in your nature not to when I'm around. Thank you. Anyways, the rest of this information, God's Not Dead, was made for uh, uh was made on a two million dollar budget. Uh, engrossed $62 million, which uh, was definitely notable at the time. However, it did not score so well with critics uh, as it scored only a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 16 out of 100 on Metacritic. I think those numbers are um, flawed in that they may show the critical reception, but they don't show the amount of belief that it created in the community. Uh, so if, if there was a belief meter... Um, do you want to go percent or points on this? I feel like you got to go all or nothing. You either believe or you don't, which is you know, also my first flaw with that movie. It, the whole thing is to provide evidence. You don't provide ev evidence for God. You mm -hmm. believe or you don't. And if you don't, you're not a person. But points are percent, though. Okay, so, all right. So, Brother Brigham, did you not get behind this movie then were you not uh invested in josh's quest to to prove his professor wrong that evil atheist as in all things except for my belief in god i believe it is natural to have mixed feelings and about this movie i think that i do have mixed feelings hmm. all right christian what are you what's your take on it? uh my thoughts are very much uh down the street and narrow with this. Uh, very straightforward. I'd like to say that the movie was full of God and Christians and uh, other good things. Um, I, I, I would ask you to get a little more specific than that. It sounds I'm sorry, you've incredibly seen the movie. vague. You've seen the movie. Why should, why should I, I have, have to tell I you? have seen the movie. Um, and I gotta say, I gotta say that I think this movie is what we call in the industry the balls. Um, it is, is the 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 sweaty balls after the workout, the kind that stick to your leg, oh. and you haven't taken a shower in oh, a while, like for an hour after the workout. Oh, and it just continues to stick, and it's very uncomfortable. I get what you but mean. You it's, have it's, to attend a meeting. It's that symbol of of a hard day's work that may really gives you that good feeling that oh you've you've accomplished a lot. I. I guess I guess we might say that. I, I guess we have different definitions of what we're. I'd going like to say for that here. your definitions are just wrong. You might need to get that checked out. All right, so let's go through. So, generally speaking, this this kid Josh enrolls in this philosophy class. Uh, the philosophy professor introduces the the quote by, I believe Nietzsche, that God is dead and we killed him, and for some reason. The professor does not want to teach what this quote means outside of the fact that uh, atheism is the only true way of life uh, and asks every student in his class to sign a contract saying that they agree that God is not dead and so they can move on from this section in the class. Uh, however, our true believer 
stands against him and engages the professor in a debate uh, where he openly humiliates him in front of the entire class, uh, exposing the atheist as not really an atheist, uh, but as a, uh, a hateful man who believes that God has wronged him in his life. Um, I guess this might be where the first of my problems is in the movie, uh, is that it, it seems to not really understand what an atheist is. Do, do you guys have either that issue? I'm sorry, could you repeat the question? Do you have an issue that the movie God's Not Dead doesn't know what an atheist is? I'm sorry, could you repeat that one more time? Uh, do, do you have an uh, issue or problem with Many. the movie or film? God is not dead. He is surely alive. Directed by Harold Cronk. Okay. Uh, for not understanding or oh, comprehending. Yeah. I follow what an atheist is. So I think there's a critical part of the question that I'm just not fully understanding. What is an atheist? We've talked about this, Christian. We know, and I've addressed it earlier in the same podcast, atheists are not human. Okay, um, I guess, I, well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not exactly uh, an atheist, though I'm probably closer to that than a Christian. However, I would, I would say that they do exist. Yeah. You tend to find a few. I don't know what it is, so it can't be anything too real. I mean, Mama never taught me about that. Okay, I'm not going to... I don't want to bring into... I, I don't know how you even have a relationship with your mom after being uh, taken so many times by Brother Brigham. I'm sorry. Is every mother not proud of her son for being taken? You see, I think that... Um, I agree that, that that scene introduces the first problem with the movie. I just disagree about what the problem is. I believe that the first problem in the movie is that any Christian feels the need to justify his or her beliefs to someone who doesn't believe. So do you believe that Christians should not engage in uh, a dialogue with people who don't believe, that uh, they should be uh, subject to their own sins and ignorance in a way and suffer the consequences for it? Do you have to explain to dogs why you're human? Yeah, I, I'm, I mean... They, we do tell them that they're good boys, but we don't tell them that boys don't necessarily have to be human or not. Do you have them listen to boys to men? I'm not sure how that applies, but my dog is very well versed in the R&B world. What the fuck is a dialogue? Oh, pardon. Okay, Christian, you, you are reeling back from a heinous migraine. Brigham, what, what is he doing? Does this happen often? Sometimes he disappears into the bathroom and... um. We like to say in the evangelical faith that the only place that you're alone and with God is in the bathroom. So I don't question what he does there. The bathroom's the only place. All right, well. Uh, they call it the porcelain throat. Wait, no, you don't pray to God. On I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, just go to the bathroom. I, all right. I, I, you know, figure out your shit, and then we'll we'll talk about it. I'm sorry I had to swear, but, you know, I'm not liking your vibe right now, Christian. I must say, though, I do appreciate your vibe. I like it 125%. Okay, all right. Are we friends? Can I, we be friends if we're not? Do you need we friends? Are. Do oh. I, I don't need anything but God. How many people have you met, Christian, just in general? Too many to count. Too many? I can only count to five. Oh. So, like, maybe one. To be fair, when Christian has the bag on his head, he's not really sure who else is in the room. So when he says many, it might just be me. How often does he do you put the bag on his head, Brigham? 
Oh, you know, sometimes when he wants it to, sometimes when he doesn't, sometimes he puts it on himself. It depends on the day. Oh, Duration is a whole other question that I'd rather not get into, though. I miss many sons. Okay, I'm a little worried here, but I guess we'll keep talking about the movie a bit. Um, so I, I guess I, another uh, another major plot line in the movie is that there is a reporter um, going around uh, asking you know, she, she's doing her job. Uh, she's very uh, obviously not a Christian woman. However, after uh, a chance interview with uh, one of the stars of Duck Dynasty, you know, a, a major get, surely, for anyone in the journalism world, uh, she's diagnosed with cancer. And she kind of proves to be, uh, I would say, overall ineffective in the plot otherwise, except to then meet with the band the newsboys and become friends with them. They pray for her uh, to get better. And then her plot line ends for the movie. Uh, and I just kind of want to know what you guys think about that particular plot line. I will say um, cancer is a very serious topic. And I'd like to draw awareness to that topic. Um, as far as it relates to the movie, Perhaps the newsboys were the right people to turn to. I'd say, uh, given my extensive knowledge of their uh, discography, they uh, offer God's will and testament in a very musical fashion that I think uh, borders on orgasmic. Um, I hate to use that word, but it fills me with a certain pride and joy. Um, I'm glad you described their style as very musical. Uh because, you know, and that's what I look for in a band, first of all, is I want them to be very musical. The musicality, just, yeah. Just, you know, a little bit. You know, sometimes you get some people who are, like, a little musical, but then they start talking in yeah. the middle of a song. And I'm like, no. Oh. It's like those practitioners of mumble rap, you know? Yeah, and at some point. It's God's plan. I, I, you know, it must be. Uh Brigham, what, what did you think of this plotline? I think the key thing to take away is that Duck Dynasty thought that this movie warranted their time. That automatically validates it to me because, mm. I mean, you can you're see it fan. on my face. Yeah, yes, you're a big fan. Yes, you have a large beard. I'm sure they can add it in and post just a giant picture of it plastered. Yeah, yeah I just would like, like to get your beard uh, on their screens. Uh, not your face, but just, just the beard. I mean, it's the most resemblant of Duck Dynasty, so I understand why you would want just that. And okay, not yeah. Not, not to be offensive, but I, I don't want them to see your face. Um, the, 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 the cross scarring is a bit worrying. We may be able to work out something with the, the bag. Um, mm. Just cut out a hot hole for the beard. Okay. And I could just wear it. That being said, I'm not comfortable having Christian in the room. He needs to understand our power dynamic. I just want okay. to say that holes are nice to have in all situations, so always make sure that you use them properly. Thank you. Hey, um, I worry for my time that I spend here uh, with every passing word, but, uh, you know, I'm a professional, so we're going to continue talking about these movies. Um, okay, so uh, continuing on God's Not Dead, uh, we... There's, there's a very pivotal scene that I, th I feel like we definitely need to talk about. Uh, the emotional climax of the movie, surely. So uh, our, our good, noble student Josh has defeated his professor in the debate. He's convinced the entire class that God is indeed not dead. And they stand up for their beliefs. 
after after this, our our professor walks off in a huff, uh, and is struck by a car, and in in a very you know and through the, through the movie we've been following our our good pastor Dave, uh, and his uh, friend Pastor Judah, and they stumble upon this man. They were meant to go to Disneyland, but they stumble upon this man dying in the road. And they realized that uh, their their path to Disneyland was thwarted by the good Lord and Savior, to to so that they could save this man dying. And when I say save, I, I don't mean that they 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 didn't call for medical attention. They didn't uh, do anything to really help this man, but they allowed him to find God in his dying moments, and he passes. And then, uh, I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little choked up here, but uh, Pastor Judah just has this beautiful moment where he says, there was a tragedy here, but think of the celebration in heaven. And I just want to know your initial thoughts to to what has to be maybe uh, the most, certainly moving for better or worse seen in the movie i think that often people miss the real most important part of the scene and that's that god sent a driver to run down this man for his blasphemy right uh and he actually acted through what seems to be another atheist or at least a bad christian god's uh, absolute control over everything you know implies that he understood that even though this atheist had been bested and knew that he was wrong at this point, that he must be punished for his sins. And so he found the tasteful irony of sending another atheist to run him down right after having this revelation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to add that uh, having not actually seen the movie, that wait, was wait, 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 That's not what you told me. You, no, 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 you stop. I don't you think you asked You hunted me, me down. You came to my home. That you might have knocked been on my door. That you said me. we want to talk about this movie. Me and God. That is the we I referred to. I wanted to talk about it because I had not seen it. Then why why would you want to talk to me about a movie you haven't seen? I wanted to learn about it without actually having to watch it. And and you just said you wanted to have a dialogue with God about it. I don't know what the fuck that word means. Mm. Pardon. Okay. Christian. Say fudge. I don't like fudge. I'm a caramel man. Christian, I would just do what he says and say fudge right now, please. Right into the mic. All right. Well, for all my fans listening out there. You don't have any fans. Just say fudge. Sorry, Mom. You're not a fan anymore. Fudge. I I didn't even realize you had contact with your parents still. Um, They're not dead. They're surely alive. I apologize for getting irate, but... I feel like this now has to be the full, uh, the the fifth, you know, including our deleted deleted episode week of me being uh, completely bamboozled hmm. on the 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 quality of a guest we're getting. Now, I'd say um, that if you're irate, I rate your reaction ten out of ten. I love you. That's a coincidence. My first name is Bamboozle. Okay, and all right, we we've got a guy who 
can't keep his name straight and a guy who doesn't know what movies he's seen. He doesn't, um, isn't straight. Are you implying that Christian's name is homosexual? I was not trying to imply anything about his name. I'm sorry, but that's exactly what you did, and I'm offended. Don't assume my uh, spectrum. Okay, back to the movie. Uh, so th- there's there's another aspect I wanted to talk about in this movie. Um, something that some people find difficult about this movie is the plot line where uh, the Muslim girl uh, is listening to the Bible on her iPod. Um, she shows, shows obvious interest uh, in learning about the gospel. Um, however, when her father learns that she's listening to this, uh, he appears to get violent. Uh, she appears to be thrown out of her home. Her iPod destroyed, assumably. And some have argued, including myself, that this paints a rather distasteful portrait of the Muslim community um, and reveals the filmmakers as bigoted and short-sighted and uh, blinded by uh, their own proselytization. What do you have to say about that? I think uh, bigot is close, but I would say biased. Um, but then I would also say that it's not wrong to be biased against anything that's not Christianity because Christianity is the correct. There's no even word to follow after that. Christianity is the correct. Correct everything. Mm-hmm. The correct. Christian, what do you think about that? Sometimes it's hard to think when I think about God because he just overwhelms me. Uh, much like my relationship with Belial, um, sometimes things just happen. Uh, Belial, I'm sorry. Did I say something? Belial, are you talking about the you know, the ancient? Uh, I am talking about the man that is on this deep. podcast with me, right here, next to me. The only... Belial Brigham. Um, I'm sorry. Have you not heard his name not 20 times now? I mean, the only time I've heard the name Belial is when I was reading Paradise Lost. Uh, as one of the generals of Satan. I must also um, say that that is blasphemic work. You are... I on just the other hand, I word. think it's kind of enlightening. Uh, well, okay. We can have different opinions. Yours is wrong. I'll take it away. I think it's important to address at least two poignant metaphors in that same uh, situation with the uh, young Muslim girl. First of all, that the destruction of her iPod is essentially the burning of a Bible. Mm-hmm. And also that her father terrorized her, implying that you know uh, the you, problems uh, we're facing in this country today, where uh, um, you, terror is commonplace. Is, uh, but are you saying that a certain group or a person is responsible for this terror? Because I think that you know some of our listeners would definitely. To, you know, and myself would definitely take offense to the the idea that a uh, a certain group is more to blame for this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who you think we're talking about, but this is one hundred percent the fault of atheists. I've recently learned during our break what an atheist is, and I would say that uh, after learning what the word means, I am quite afraid. Yeah, I, all right, I, I atheist terror. Uh, okay, I guess we can get behind that. Um, Can you get behind me? In the word of the Lord, I, I would really rather not. I'm running for city council. Uh, Brigham, what have you? What have you done to him? Why is he like this? Did, 
you have some major effect on his mind? Did you do some sort of Dahmer-esque experiment on him? I really don't know. Um, He's I just, th- he just keeps flicking his tongue at me. I think we're all taught to be submissive to God. And when we model that... You get your tongue back in your mouth. In our familiar and extra familiar relationships... Familial. Sorry, not familiar. Um, we it might be become, familiar, though. I mean, it becomes familiar after you do it as many times as we have. Mm. Um, but, it. Oh, uh, yeah. Taking him here. You know, the bag. You know, the whole the whole shebang. Does he get the out secrecy, often? Or? <laughs> the secrecy is a big part of it, I find. Um, but... After you've done it a few times, it becomes familiar. But when you find that uh, familiar submissiveness, it only brings you closer to, as we said before, the original G. Original G. Sometimes the original G uh, refers to God himself, and sometimes it's just a spot, you know? Just a place where you can be to truly find peace. All right, fellas. Well... I would love to dig into that, but we really do have to get to our rating for this movie. So, uh, Before you do that, I will say, though, if you want to do some digging, talk to me. I know some guys. I'm not a digger. Okay, uh, so if we can go ahead and just, uh, you know, assign this a star rating, uh, very lowest being half a star, uh, the very highest being five stars. Uh, what would you give it? Uh, Christian, let's start with you. Can we have a moment to actually discuss what we think about the movie? Uh, with me still not having seen it, I need to know what he's going to say. So we uh, No, I want your review of the movie I, right now. Okay. Um, Be careful, Christian. I know not the meaning of the word, but please, I'll look it up in the dictionary as soon as we're done. Uh, as, are we doing a scale of one to five, zero to five, one to ten? I just gave you half a star. Is the lowest and five stars is the highest. So you said that two and a half is the average movie. Average movie. Well, okay, I wasn't in the movie, so I can't give it full marks. I'll give it a three point five out of twenty. Um, I, I, that's not how this works. I need, I need out of five. God gave me permission, so please. All right, we got a three point five out of twenty. Brother Brigham, what would you give the movie? Um, first of all, to reestablish my position of dominance, I will rate it on my own scale. Um, which is a belief out of belief or non-belief. I will also, for hospitality's sake, rate it on your scale. I will give it a four out of five stars, simply because the Christians far too often felt the need to logically justify themselves to non-believers, which essentially equate to, well, I said dogs earlier, I believe, mm-hmm. but dogs are too great. Lesser animals, something like a guinea pig or a field mouse. Please don't bring field mice into this. They did nothing to you. Dogs might be good boys. And I don't want boys. to argue the ethics of field mice versus dogs here. This is uh, not what we are about. If we, if you maybe we can do that. it. Maybe we can do it on another episode. What else would you argue? We are here to discuss God's not dead. I swear to fuck. And it is time for my review. Brigham, you may try fudge. him. All right. Please say fudge again, Christian. Into the mic. No. Say it. No. Christian. Say please. Please. No. All right, well, Fudge. if we're going, thank you. If we're going uh, out of 0.5 to 5 stars, I've got to give this one a solid 0.5. Uh, I think God's Not Dead is one of the most vile, uh, hate filled, bigoted movies I've seen, especially in the modern cinema. Um, the. I, I would like to speak uninterrupted. Uh, I think that the bigotry is rampant. 
especially with the Muslim plotline. I cannot believe that got okayed for uh, being put into a film. Uh, the character development is non-existent. The very idea of basing a movie on a chain email that I know my grandmother has sent me at some point is absolutely out of this world. Kevin Sorbo is the only actor who's worth his weight here. And this is the guy that misread stage direction as dialogue and gave us that infamous disappointed that we see referenced uh, in Hercules in the Park, I believe. Um, how this movie made $62 million is beyond me. Uh, there is nothing redeeming about this movie. That movie ends in a concert that seems to celebrate the death of the atheist professor. And I, there is no movie that deserved to fail more than this did. And yet here we are. In order to just uh, recreate the dialogue but avoid the conflict here, I'm just going to say what I agree with. Uh, I agree that the bigotry and the prejudice and everything in the movie was rampant. The Christians were so slighted throughout the entire film. I couldn't believe that... I, from what I understand... That's not it, butter? I, from what I understand... From, from what I understand most of the population that went to see this music movie were Christians. And I just understand how they could see their own people slighted in such a way all throughout the film. Oh. Otherwise I believe it is correct to celebrate that death. We discussed this earlier. I guess we have. All right. Well, while we sort out our differences and I try to keep away from you cause you both are glaring heavily at me right now. Uh, the golem seems to be inching closer. Um, so I'm going to regather myself, uh, reevaluate maybe how I should approach this episode. Uh, and when we get back, we will get into our review of God's Not Dead 2 uh, before we delve into the new release, God's Not Dead, A Light in the Darkness. Now, Christian seems to want to have one thing to say before we go. So Christian, go ahead and say it. I don't like my intentions being misconstrued, so I wanted to clarify that I'm only glaring at you because you are my newfound obsession. All right. Well, that does not help me at all. So, all right, everyone stick around. We'll be right back with our next review hang out and we will get right back to you all right thanks bye i don't care how you feel about field mice they are worth loving it doesn't matter if they're worth loving they are obviously inferior to dogs okay most things are but that doesn't mean you have to neglect all right, them guys you know we're recording right do you not think the world needs to hear this but i mean of course. I, it's just we're, we're here for movie reviews i'm here for a check did you not you're not getting a check how many dogs yeah. I, oh, you listened to our episode? No. Oh. Okay. He's a psychic. Gifted. It's okay. The audio wasn't great on that one, anyways. Gifted by the Lord. Anyways, we're not paying you guys, and we're back here with Junk Idiot Reviews. Uh, we just finished up our first review of the first God's Not Dead movie, uh, and now we're gonna shift into more serious territory with God's Not Dead Two, Apt aptly named. I. Do you, Do you guys? like it when uh a movie just is up front like yeah we're the second one you know the, there's none of this pacific rim uprising type business they're like hey we know who we are we own it 
I have very firm opinions about that. I mean, if you're going to make a sequel to something, be upfront about it. There's no That's need exactly to that. what I just said. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Okay. I just I just I'm, wanted I'm to point so, that out. I'm sorry. I just wanted to let you know that I don't like hiding behind pretense. Fudge, Christian. I didn't Just say fudge into what? the mic. Is say that... it. Say it. Father, protect me no. from the fudge. I guess that counts. Feel better? No. I gotta say, Brother Brigham, I'm I'm digging your style. I, I like the way that you are coercing him right now. It's uh, it's pretty fun to join into on, really. Um, you have to understand that coercion is the first step to a successful relationship. With okay, I don't think I want to go any further than than coercion. Um, sorry, friendships are relationships too. I'm sorry, you don't know what it means to feel the nice caress of a friend. Anyways, uh, so here basic information about god's not ted 2 for those who haven't seen it he's not uh, dead not not dead synopsis from imdb when a high school teacher is asked a question in class about jesus her response lands her in deep trouble again this movie was directed by the inimitable harold cronk uh, but this movie, uh, what, what was probably most interesting about this movie had to be the cast. We had Melissa Joan Hart, the original Sabrina, as Grace Wesley, the teacher. We had uh, we had Jesse Metcalf, uh, John Tucker himself, as Tom Endler, the atheist lawyer. Uh, we had Ray Wise uh, of TV fame as Pete Kane, the villainous lawyer. Uh, and once again, we had David A.R. White coming back to reprise his role as good old Pastor Dave. Uh, this movie was made on a higher budget. This one was $5 million as opposed to God's Not, Dead, uh, God's Not Dead's $2 million. Uh, it made significantly less. It made uh, only $24.5 million uh, compared to the $62 million of God's Not Dead. Uh, this movie had a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes, so even lower than the first movie. However, it did have a higher Metascore. It did have a 22 on Metacritic. Um, so, uh, initial initial thoughts about this movie. Well, what what do you think about the the central argument about free speech in this movie? Um, before I address that, I need to state that this movie is inherently flawed. Because they portrayed a witch as a devout Christian. Do you do you hold an actor's prior casting history against them in any given role? I don't think one can portray themselves as a witch unless they practice, at least in the minor, those beliefs in some way, shape, or form. Because so, it is such a sinful action. Is there... So are you saying... Is this an exclusive right now where you are saying to Melissa Joan Hart... You are a witch. I am saying that, and I am also saying that perhaps the next car will hit her. Hmm. If only there was another car. I feel the need to interject. I gotta say, uh, witches are pretty dope. Wait. Why would you say that? It didn't seem to ring true with your beliefs. You don't know my beliefs. You know Balafast's beliefs uh i haven't really given you much insight into who i am but i will say this i don't know how many names we're gonna go through they're the same name christian witches and sandwiches are not the same thing okay i stand corrected i will say that i'll take a step back and listen more closely before speaking (laughs) well i'm I'm glad i'm glad we got that all sorted out um so 
All right, we we I guess we have the your initial gripe with this movie is that Sabrina the Teenage Witch is the the Christian woman we should be defending here. Um, uh, one thing I think that is notable about this movie as compared to the first movie is that um, at least in terms of atheists, this movie is kinder in a sense. Um, no longer are they the mustache twiddling atheist professors. Um, instead, they are the uh, lawyers who defend free speech no matter what, and then maybe convert at the end to Christianity. Uh, what was what was your take on this uh, seemingly uh, you know pretty drastic shift in uh, the the movie's views on atheism? Um, I tend not to pay very close attention to the arcs of the characters that are so-called atheists as before I said they're lesser than dogs. That being said, I also believe the the central plot of the school and the free speech debate surrounding that is inherently flawed because schools teach freedom of thought most often, which I find to be inherently counter to the fervor with which one must believe in our lord christian your thoughts i don't like thoughts would you say thoughts should be gone no that's rude everyone is welcome in the house of the lord could you repeat your question uh for those in the back that didn't hear you i was wondering what you thought about the shift in the movie's uh attitude towards atheism to a more accepting one I must say, um, atheism is a terrible, terrible thing, or so I've been told. Uh, to that extent, I must agree that the shift towards them is perhaps needed. Um, was it Brother Brigham who told you that? I will not disclose who it was that told me because they may or may not be in this room. It's okay, you can tell me. I don't like, trustworthy guy. I don't like being honest about myself, uh, my relationships, or the relationships of people uh, that may or may not be in the room and may or may not beat me, whether or not I like Are you talking it. about the golem? He, he is standing right behind you guys now. I do feel his breath on my neck, and I must say it is rather enticing, but that's not the point here. You have nothing to worry about from him. He only answers to Brumble Brigham. Brumble is that is that not one of your names, Brother Brigham? It's my only name. What are you talking about? Wait, so he responds to your name. He calls you by his name, and you call him... By yours. No, he only responds to me, Brummel Brigham. So he does not respond to Brummel Brigham, but he responds to you, you being Brummel Brigham. You're speaking in circles. You're saying the same thing. I would like you to clarify. We're deviating from the point. I must say that this is. It's weird that you're trying. It's weird that you you think you know the direction that my podcast wants to go. Um, this I is told my you, artistic creation. I, artistic uh, or not i don't care about that we i'll have you know spectrum. that despite multiple lawsuits uh and attacks from all God. sides we are number one we we were number one for i think i can long? legally say that for how long um i'm i cannot legally okay say that. well god doesn't like criminals so you got your just desserts in the desert christian you need to calm down or i will have brumble restrain you i might want to do that leave me alone and let me live my life dad is he? Wait, no. Yeah, despite I, I guess I guess we all need someone to call daddy sometimes though. Uh, if you don't have a firm hand in your life, 
Who do you turn to? But Christian, I'm going to ask you to speak into the mic. Oh, goodness gracious me. I'm so sorry, but I must say, if you don't have a firm hand in your life, who are you to turn to but the Lord? Also, I feel the need to address that I prefer father to dad. Or daddy. Or padre, Pedro, Papasan, any of the above. We've, got, we've all got our kinks to scratch, I guess. Um, so, despite... Uh, John Tucker's, uh, you know, and uh, Jesse Metcalf, but I'm for all intents and purposes, he is John Tucker to me. Uh, despite his portrayal, um, Ray Wise delivers what has to be uh, the most outwardly evil uh, performance in the entire series uh, so far. At least, uh, I I expect this uh, franchise to move into an Avengers style. Uh, franchise of multiple films uh, and multiple lead characters uh, in the near future. You know, even e- even though there's no need uh, to quote the Nietzsche quote in this movie, uh, Ray Wise's character uh, makes it a point to say, we need to prove that once and for all, God is dead. How do you think he ever intended to prove that? But, uh, you know, he wasn't trying to, uh, at no point did he provide forensic evidence. Um, and instead he tried to show that God never existed. Uh, do you think there's some inherent paradox there? I must say I am not a logistician. Um, I don't understand higher trains of thought, but you can't prove if something's not alive if you never... You can't prove something's dead if you never knew it was alive. But we know God's alive because field mice run across the fields. Okay, I don't mean the field mice, but but uh, you do have a point there, just not backed up well. I'm sorry, that the the newsboys the newsboys do appear in this movie okay. again at another concert Wait to second. announce via song Hold again on. that God is not. So Dead. are they professing this word because they know it to be true? 100% fact. They were like also the case. in the other movie. I'm seeing a pattern. I think it might be. I think I cracked the code. Uh, Stick, take it away. I think that this movie immediately addresses the critical flaw in the professor of the first movie. And that the professor in the first movie, his downfall was trying to argue against God's existence. Why argue against something that doesn't exist? Why not simply be comfortable in that it doesn't exist? In this movie, the lawyer immediately commits the same exact critical flaw. Mm -hmm. And as such, I believe his perspective is to be immediately discounted as someone who does not understand the greater calling that Christianity brings to us and all others. One second. I'd like to get back to that in just a second. Um, Christian. Yes, sir. You just ate a packet of hot picante sauce from what seems to be McDonald's. That is correct. You did this without prompting. Yes. Uh, I don't see the issue. The only thing we've had to drink right now has been the Presbyterian. Um, you say that, but I need to let you know that I need snacks too. 
Okay, but that was just sauce. Bartram might tell you that I don't deserve to eat because I sin, but be not fooled. Uh, Brigham, do you not let Christian eat? Okay, who said I was talking about him, okay? He has one name. That's not Bartram. Who's Bartram then? Bartram is my other friend. I thought you said you had one friend. I never specified a number. You, that's fake news. I think you need to recheck your records. It should be on the recording. All right. For, well, regardless, Brigham, do you allow Christian to eat while he's uh, your guest here, wherever we are? I think eating is relative. I think it's important <laughs> to note that uh, Christian has been taught to imbibe large quantities of hot liquid. I... Our communion wine often isn't kept cold. I gotta say too, it wasn't that spicy. That picante was. Pic- I don't need picante. your. I don't need your justification. I just have to know that a actual chill ran down my spine. But I, I would like to get down to uh, back to the movie. Um, one thing that that comes back uh, in the film is the reporter uh, from the first movie who had cancer. Now, her, her plotline did not close at all in the first movie. However, she does appear in the second movie um, as being completely, completely cured of cancer. Uh, apparently, either due to the uh, blessings of God or due to the intense friendship of the newsboys, uh, which may be God in another form. I would pose that it was maybe a bit of both. God had to do it to him, and... The newsboys healing through music. I've I've read that that's quite a prominent. Um, Why do you think God had to give her cancer? So that he could cure it to prove his existence and prove that he is good and. Good. It's weird that you say that. Uh, you know, some people don't have to prove God's existence, but that God has to himself. I don't believe he has to, but God proves his existence to all of us in little ways every day. Oh, that's actually like one of the nicer things that I think I've heard on this. And, and you know, uh, I may not share the sentiment, but I, I think that's a, a, a mighty fine idea and I support it. I got to say, I think you're just being very selective. I've said some very nice things about our Lord God. Okay, but you just ate a packet of picante sauce. I was hungry. I have not eaten in 36 years. It's true. You've looked, you look very emaciated and... Again, I don't know how old you are. I have brittle bone disease. I don't think it has to do with food. Some may call it osteoporosis. I call it a death sentence. Okay. Um, he would be dead, except for the grace of God. Or for the grace. All right. Well. We don't agree on much, but we do agree on that. Uh, all right. So um, one thing that's interesting about this movie, too, at least in the reporter plot line, uh, is that you know that her friendship with the newsboys is still going strong uh, because she calls their lead singer in the middle of a concert. Um, and rather than him uh, going somewhere to go take the call or, you know, saying, uh, or, you know, just putting it on mute for a bit until he had a second, like, you know, I think most people would do in the middle of a concert, he, he actually answers the phone. Uh, and tells everyone in the concert that she has indeed called him. Uh, 
and I can't imagine that anyone really cares, but I'd like to get the uh, the Christian perspective on it, I guess. Wait, are you asking me or? Uh, no, so 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 Christians, but also Christians. Uh, please tell us your take on it, and please speak into the microphone. I must say it's very rude to not answer a phone call. Um, even if it's a telemarketer, you have to kind of let them know. I appreciate all the hard work that you do. Um, I am not currently interested in what you're soliciting, but if you visit me at my home address, I'll give you hot milk. Um, not warm milk, but very hot uh, cookies Why? that I bought from the store. Please don't interrupt me. And a massage. Uh, and maybe two-day-old pizza if you're lucky. Other things may ensue. How do you... Do you have just milk on the oven or something or why why, do you why to, hot milk why I, do you I, i'm to really delve into how i prepare my fucking milk okay but fudge okay. my fudging yeah, milk okay but here's the thing is milk is not ever prepared warm or hot so i'm just apparently it is because i do it that way why do you need to judge me i have been through i'm just enough. so interested i came about here for it what check. you people are doing what do you mean you people i may have misspoke okay i'm so sorry i just i just want you Please all to me. know i want everyone to know everyone who's listening uh, that I would have voted for Obama for a third term. Um, and also that uh, I would have voted for Get Out to win Best Picture. Um, I like to think that I am a an awakened in- individual. I uh, feel that on the record, I should say, of the two candidates, the, the one we currently have in office, Versus uh, another term of Obama. I also would have taken Obama because at least Obama pretends to be a Christian. Donald Trump doesn't even do that. You know, it's actually really refreshing to hear, uh, you know, some of some of the Christian crowd dissenting against our our current president. You know, we don't we don't get that a lot. Yeah, he smells like hands. Smells like hands. He does. What do hands smell like? You should know. You have them. You know, you can't argue that. All right, so so this this movie, the way this movie goes is um, the court case proceeds. Uh, the atheist professor ends up getting very irate and turning it into a free speech matter, um, which always seems to be weirdly tied to these Christian movies. Uh, you don't you don't really see many other groups defend uh, free speech so vehemently. As 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 the Christian crowd tends to, um, but in the end, Sabrina the teenage witch, or well, Sabrina the modern aged teacher, uh, modern aged middle aged uh, teacher, comes out on top. She's succeeded. Uh, her and John Tucker seem to have a romance going. Um, when in the end, in a shocking turn of events, uh, Pastor Dave who was on the trial as uh, one of the jury members, is arrested, leading into the events of God's Not Dead, A Light in the Darkness, which we will be getting to in a moment. Um, Very thrilling ending. Uh, But with the knowledge of all these plot, uh, this this movie takes a, a drastic turn from the first movie, uh, which had so many spanning plot lines and characters. This one really simplifies it into just a few. 
uh, focusing on some key main characters. Uh, I, and, you know, just, just with all of that in mind, with the ending in mind, with where the franchise was going, uh, I want to get go ahead and get your guys' star ratings before we take another break and we delve into what we really came here to talk about. So, uh, Brother Brigham, if you would be so kind... On a scale of belief or not belief, yes, I give it a uh, she's a witch. On where a does that where does that fall on the scale of a stars? No, yeah. on the scale of uh, belief to not belief, somewhere below belief because it's um, legitimate blasphemy. Mm-hmm. What do you think they could have done to make the movie better in that regard? I Cast believe- differently or addressed her witchy background? Made her the villain mm. and shown her practicing witchcraft. Additionally, I believe this movie fell into the problem of trying to prove the validity of God in a legal system. God was meant not meant to be addressed in a legal way. Laws were not around when God was around first. After all, God was around before everything else. Laws are simply a man-made construct. As such, if you try to limit God by your laws or justify him in a way that is just the, through the American law system, you're inherently flawed in your logic. It's strange to me. Like it sounds like a lot of the ideas you have seem to be pretty left leaning in a way, uh, which kind of seems to clash with your general attitude on tolerance and uh, general acceptance. I'm extremely tolerant to people, but as we've discussed, anyone who's not a Christian isn't a person. And where do okay so. They, anyone who's not a Christian is a field mouse. Uh, perhaps less. Perhaps perhaps less. Where do witches fall on the scale? Witches are an outlier. As they are not significantly lesser, they are just different. And by that, I mean they need to be slain. Mm, okay, so where does that make your star rating? My star rating, I would say because of the trimmed down cast... And honestly, better performances. Even though there's a witch, I will still give this one a 3.5. Lower rating overall than the first one. Better performances, but there's a witch. Yeah, I, I would say it was a little strange that it seemed like you were talking more positively about it at first than gave it a lower. But I guess there's personal preference in it. Now, Christian man? I feel the need to just take a second to appreciate that despite Melissa Joan Hart's uh, obviously candid background uh you know full of controversial subjects like witchcraft and and witchery uh she basically brought everything i wanted to the silver screen um have you seen her she's beautiful that smile that stance that grace she's 100 percent great she alone is the reason i'll give this movie five out of five i will adhere, five out of five wow. i will adhere to your scale for for melissa joan hart um, if you had to go on your own scale, what would you? She would get a five out of a hundred. That is a That's good thing. Significantly the lower the lesser. number, the better. Yeah, the lower the number, the better. Maybe I'll give it like a zero out of one hundred. She is worth that much. Okay, I, I guess that was a mistake. You um, were a mistake. I also was. I've got so many questions for you, but we just don't have time to get into all of it. All right. Um, so this movie. Uh, this movie marks a change. So this marks a change from the uh, aggressive nature of the Christian in the 
first to the more reactive version that I think we see in the later movies. Um, though the in the in the first movie there is, uh, you know, uh, Christianity is being defended. Um, they aren't put on the same level of attack as they are in this movie, where there's an actual trial being brought uh, to the to the Christian's doorstep. Um, and this is also uh, the first movie that doesn't that does make a marked change from dogmatic war to what about free speech? Um, in a way that's better, but. Uh, to my mind, to my mind at least, uh, it feels like an almost more insidious attempt to justify the movie's main arguments that you know Christianity is the way that Jesus was everything that was claimed to be uh, by tying it in with real legal. Uh, rights, not ones that are exactly under attack, but ones that people can easily sympathize with. Um, I think Melissa Joan Hart is terrible in this movie. I think she uh, is boring. I think she's half asleep most of the time. Uh, John Tucker actually gives uh, a not-so-terrible performance. Um, really, the star here, though, is Ray Wise. I mean, this guy, when he when he is trying to be terrible and he's trying to be evil. No, almost no one's better at, you know, being the mustache twiddling villain than him. I mean, the guy is incredible and he's hilarious. Uh, but it's so clear that he's in a different movie from these other people. So due to that message, due to unnecessary callbacks to the first movie, um, and just, hey, Again, like there's no artistic craft here. There's not no semblance of cinematography. There's no uh, there's no film techniques ever at work in these movies. Uh, and for that reason, I gotta give this one yet another half star. I do think it's probably better than the first movie. However, they're both so bad that I cannot justify giving them one star. Um, I agree. You said uh, about the the perceived victimization of uh, Christians in these movies. It's completely wrong for Christians to perceive themselves as victims. And again, you probably say that sounds very left-leaning. But my belief is that if a Christian perceives himself as the victim, he has forgone his superiority. One cannot be simultaneously be a superior Christian and be a victim. You're superior. If you think you're a victim, how could you be superior? One who is superior cannot be victimized by another who is lesser. It's a logical fallacy at its best and destroys a lot of the plot of the movie for me. So I want to actually readdress my earlier rating and drop it down to a solid three stars instead of 3.5 upon that revelation. Well, I've noticed that you put Christian in timeout, uh, and he, he's got his thumb in his mouth right now, so we can't hear from him. But we will hear from him certainly soon uh, when we get back with our main event, uh, the review of God's Not Dead, A Light in the Darkness. You're going to want to stick around for this. And we're back here, Drunk Idiot Reviews, Brother Brigham. Christian man, no, uh, Christian, 
I, I just wanted to ask you a quick question before we got into our uh, main event here. Yes. Um, your name. What about it? It's an in, it's undeniably interesting. How so? Uh, Christian man. Yes. It seems to describe you very thoroughly. Uh, how? Uh, you are a Christian. I guess that's true. Yes. Uh, and to my knowledge, you identify as a man. Yes. Uh, you are a Christian man. I don't think I follow you. All right. Well, our next movie here is God's Not Dead, A Light in the Darkness. Uh, IMDb synopsis. Pastor Dave responds to the unimaginable tragedy of having his church, located on the grounds of the local university, burned down. Um, I think this is pretty imaginable. Uh, we saw it realized on the, on the screen. Um, without any hints of surrealism or uh, anything that, uh, you know, really shocked me. Um, but nonetheless, that is what happened. Uh, the cast, uh, this time around, we have David A.R. White rec- uh, returning for the third time as Pastor Dave. Uh, we've got John Corbett in, in his turn as Pierce, Reverend Dave's brother. Uh, and Shane Harper returns as Josh Whedon, uh, that protagonist from the first movie. Uh, we don't have a budget on this movie. Uh, it was undisclosed. Uh, and because this is opening weekend, we do not have a gross. However, so far, the movie has earned a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 33 on Metacritic. Uh, so, guys, we just got out of the movie. Uh, what are your thoughts initially on this film? I feel like I need to say, uh, first and foremost, that uh, Dave was very straightforward, very reasonable. I thought he was a man of conviction. Uh, he strayed not far from the path of righteousness, something I will hmm. always respect. Uh, I feel like, if anything, he could have been a bit more stalwart in his... Uh, Respect of the Lord. I think that's where he went astray. Yeah, he listened to. Oh, I'm sorry, please. It's, I'm just saying it's weird that you that you say that because I feel like the major theme of the movie here is that he does fall away from the Christian path. Uh, maybe he did, but uh, I might also be confusing myself with the many many thoughts I have of Melissa Joan Hart. So I do apologize if anything I say is incoherent. Okay, I don't know why we had you on to begin with. Uh, Brother Brigham. A check. You're, you're not getting paid. Someone's going to pay me either in gum or you know the rest. I don't know the rest. I don't want to know the rest. I want to get out of here. Brother Brigham, what did you think of the movie? It was interesting to me that this movie chose to uh, show, instead of the victimization and the constant need for self-justification that the other movies had that was there in this movie but less in spades this movie chose to preach a path of tolerance which i initially found to be odd and then as i continued to watch it and character arcs were actually filled out and everything instead of just seeing it as odd a great rage began to set in inside me a rage uh what what part of the movie made you the most enraged? Probably when Pastor Dave returned to his church 
after, as Christian said, acting as a reasonable stalwart Christian male who had been attacked after trying to defend his family's only, you know, livelihood, the church on the campus. And he claimed to have heard the voice of God only to then abandon his convictions and preach tolerance over his convictions. First of all, one does not hear the voice of God. One can only feel God. Mm. And one can only do that with a bag over their head. I do feel like I need to uh, clarify. I hear God quite often. I don't know what uh, Borsho over here is talking about, but that's that's not my river. That's not my boathouse. I'm not sure if that's some sort of Christian analogy. It's not one I'll attempt to pick apart but we don't need to be analogous about this i speak to god analogous analogous with a g okay i heard something else i guess it had something to do are with you thinking being perhaps of the word analingus i'm definitely not thinking i of think that i learned word. a bit about you today please let's have a discussion about i this. feel like you're the one putting it out there fudge christian please say that analingus please say say it. Fudge, fudge twice christian Fudge, fudge. That's the center I'm trying to get toward. Okay. um, I'm just, okay, we're going to take the mic away from you for a bit. Uh, Bye-bye. You're still here. You're not leaving. Not until I get my check. Right. Well, anyways, um, one thing uh, I thought was interesting here. So so this movie, uh, this was uh, the first of the films not uh, directed by David R. White, A.R. Oh, well, not not David R. White, but Harold Cronk. Uh, we miss you, Harold. Uh, we we wish you the best in your future product uh, projects. This is actually directed by uh, Michael Mason, and um, I feel like they actually did some actually like legitimately interesting things in terms of film techniques in this film, uh, which which was very uh, interesting to me. Um, it, however, I will say this only lasts for the span of maybe a minute, uh, where we get one very well framed shot, a nice symmetrical shot of a girl jumping into the pool, uh, and her subsequently screaming under the w- water. Uh, and then the other of, uh, pastor Dave, uh, feeling and hearing God in his church as the church slowly morphs into uh what appears to be just the universe uh do, do you agree with that take on uh hearing or feeling god um i do not um well feeling perhaps but as i said before mm-hmm. only with a bag over one's head and only when I say so. So, do you think when he when he closed his eyes there to to uh, reconnect, that they should have CG'd a bag over his head? Because CG is the you know superior art to practical effects. As we saw in the early fire effects in the movie. Oh, which were stellar. Stellar. CG by the way. is the solution to all problems. So a bag, maybe. I think they they tried closing his eyes, simulating the effect of the blindness that a bag. Mm-hmm. creates um but again he then mentioned that he heard god's words mm-hmm. and god does not communicate in words god communicates through a sensation a feeling sensual maybe 
a little bit of tingling perhaps. Mm. But when it happens, you know what you need to do. Additionally, the uh, symmetrical shot you mentioned with uh, the other character, I found that to be the best shot in the movie. I definitely agree there. I think it really portrayed, putting her in the center of the shot between the two lifeguard chairs, it showed that she was in the middle of a decision in her own life. Mm -hmm. She had to choose whether to stick with her faith and try and tough it out or to abandon her faith. And putting her right in the middle kind of gave like a visual crossroads that I don't think has been approached in just the cinematography of the other films because it barely exists in the other films. Right. The others are shot like they could just be TV films. There's no budget really. I mean, despite you see the raise in budget from God's Not Dead 1 to God's Not Dead 2, you, you can't see it. Additionally, when she dives into the water and screams, it almost seems like it's accentuating how powerless and silenced she feels when she voices her concerns because everyone in the movie, when she tells them about her, her problem, either one way or the other just says that she should go in a certain direction. They don't address her concerns and work through with her. So she feels silenced. So in the muted environment of the submerged in the pool, you can really see that and kind of feel it. That being said, the fact that she had this conflict at all means that she is most likely lesser than a field mouse. Christian, do you have a response to that? I just want to say that field mice definitely don't need to be brought into this because they are worth loving. I will always fight for them. All right. Well, I'm going to redirect it from there real quick. Um, so I, I do think a strength of this movie is that we actually had some, uh, uh, well, had a character arc closed off. Um, you know, and for a character who's been around for three movies, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad they managed to find the time to do that. Um, but despite that, uh, the, the arc, while not novel, not anything that hasn't been done before, uh, was done in a way I would say it was competent. I would not say it was good, but I would say it was competent, which is much more than I expected for this movie. Um, I will say that the ending was surprisingly uplifting in a way that uh supported uh you know a tolerance um it supported uh the idea of uh coming together despite uh belief differences and such oh what i will say is that despite that i think that the film does not back up these actions for the most part uh i think that overall the the um the Christian perspective is still seen very heavily in the most positive way. Um, it, you know, despite, uh, you know, it, it, like, for example, uh, both sides receive bricks through their windows. You know, Pastor Dave gets one through his and the school president gets one through his. Um, however, the school president, you never see who actually did that. Whereas, you know, with the with the church you see exactly who did that uh you, you get to put a face to a name um rather than a com more convenient plot device uh happening for the other side um and so even though this movie does attempt to be more even-handed uh, it's definitely not a movie i would necessarily suggest for uh those who are looking for an even-handed discussion between christianity um and secular life. What are your thoughts on that, uh, Brother Brigham? 
I believe, like, as you said, this movie took a much more even-handed approach than the others. And um, it turned the victimization on its head, such as near the end of the movie, um, Pastor Dave is congratulated on, I think it was Facebook was the for, was the, the means they used in the movie, mm-hmm. for foregoing his position of superiority, even though he definitely would have won the lawsuit he was pushing, to become accepting. And this movie is the first to acknowledge the inherent superiority of a Christian perspective in such a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, inherent, you say? Yes. Oh, all right. Uh, Christian, Mr. Mann, uh, your, your thoughts? On what? All right, I'm going to ask you to speak into the microphone. I was speaking into the mic. You just weren't listening properly. Oh, okay, that is my fault. Um, I'm As asking, what are, what are your thoughts about this movie being more even-handed towards uh, the secular life? and uh, God is just. The scale of justice are also just. Sometimes a glass of water is just ice. As are all things. There must be balance. All right. Uh, I only wish I knew how to respond to you. It, it seems okay. to be a thing where you... you I'm an intellectual. I feel like you're, you're emotionally unstable or... What gives you that impression? Well, every time I talk to you, it seems like you have a new facade. You know, you're a new person that I'm talking to every time. Everything is fresh. Hot off the presses. Right out the kitchen, right out of the oven, 100% me. No distillation in this facility. Distillation in this installation, am I right? Fuck. But fudge. fudge. I'll take a quick recess. All right. Uh, so anyways, uh, some things I think didn't work about the movie. Um, yeah, so despite uh, the the lack of... Uh, outward misogyny uh, and you know just general bigotry I think this movie you know still it, it definitely still supports a side which uh, makes sense Pure Flix uh, as a production company doesn't seem to make much differently uh, would you all agree with that I do agree with that I have an opinion as well all right um, and this although it I gotta say that it rubbed me wrong that they killed off my favorite character they killed off pastor judah who had just become co-pastor judah and in a way that you know made me question is god good all the time i I have yet to find a good answer to that it felt extremely oddly framed to me that they would have him be promoted to co-pastor and then well some may call a deacon and then immediately have pastor dave talk about the importance that he held in his life only to kill him off minutes later it felt cheap it felt like a attempt to pull at the heartstrings Mm. and And, i did not much appreciate and then just seemingly replace him with uh josh's character later on made it feel like he wasn't uh important it seems like uh christians in a deep meditation on this do you have any thoughts my only thoughts are that uh my real thoughts are far beyond your comprehension 
Uh, I would like to share. Where is my this arrogance coming from? What arrogance? Okay. I do feel you speak like you of? just you. God gave me this divine right. The arrogance will go away when the bag goes back on. Is it head. just that he hasn't been taken soon? Like recently enough? Or no, it's that I have evolved past the man I was just a moment before. All right. Well, I, I mean, I don't advocate for anything that Brother Brigham's doing to you. In fact, I would advise you call. You know. Any type of... Uh, child protective services, perhaps. Well, you, you're not a child. You don't know that. You, Neither do I. How old am I? You're a, a big... What I would describe as a, uh, a big boy. Um, a big Fair. boy that seems to not be a child due to your facial hair, but also just due to the way you carry yourself. I can't carry myself. That's physically impossible. All right. Well, I again, if you're in trouble... Uh, I advise that you call the legal services, but um, it's it's not my not my battle. But if you're in battle. trouble, who are you gonna call? Um, gonna, I will know. call my intern because that's his no, duties. It's written answer. in his you contract. Call the Lord. Um, Busters. So, I find that taking Christian man here often helps with his humility and overall makes him a more enjoyable person to be around. I mean. When you're brought to church, doesn't that help you? Church? Taking him to church, yes. Taking him to church? Of course. You're saying this is a church? Yes. He's afraid of car rides, so I put the bag over his head. He helps that he can find one with God when he doesn't have the audio and visual stimulation. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, okay, that that is very... Oh. We talked a lot about spectrums before. I think all will become clear. I know. I just, I am really glad to hear that because uh, uh, I got to tell you guys, uh, part of the reason that I've been drawing this episode out so long is because I was, <laughs> I was uh, not sure where I was. Uh, I was pretty sure that you guys had me in uh, some sort of uh, dungeon-esque layer of yours. Um but now, now that you know, I see the days breaking. Uh, I can see through the stained glass windows, um, and I, I still don't know about that golem. Uh, is he your like? Uh, I don't know. Uh, one of the the helpers, or is he? What's what's his deal? Because he's just looming there, like a like a a vampire stuck to the walls. He's moved back from you guys now, but. He just won't stop staring at me. We assumed that his presence would be the thing that gave him most away. I mentioned that he works for my security company, but he also is the deacon. Oh. The deacon is a beacon of hope and light in the land of the Lord. Okay, well, hi, 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 deacon golem. Uh, oh. <laughs> I did not expect that voice out of him. Uh, that's why he doesn't talk okay much. yeah i can understand i don't want that voice on my podcast yeah don't um, make fun of him okay um very sensitive okay okay you can stop talking i, I get it we, we won't we won't bring you up anymore bye. <laughs> okay bye all right well man i you know that that just uh that that's a that's a real load off visual because you know i was fairly certain you guys were going to uh to try and uh, keep me here and uh, possibly uh, drag me into whatever strange type of cult uh, this was. Um, 
but uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear you're just some decent Christian folks. I gotta say that was the thought, but I have quickly lost my obsession with you because you're overall just a very mean man. I find that physical force is an effective convincer when people don't want to convert to our faith. Mm. Are you having second, perhaps third or fourth thoughts? If you're having fifth thoughts, I hope you share them with me after. I've had many thoughts, uh, one of which is on how I'm going to get out here. But, oh, but okay. The windows are reinforced. Oh, oh man. All right. So uh, let's wrap this up so I can, I can start my brainstorming. Um, uh, I think uh, one, one other thing I definitely wanted to say before we go is that the, the actor who played Pierce, uh, John Corbett, uh, I think has to be the best actor in the entire series. Um, I think it is also the, the greatest effort that any of the screenwriters have put into the series. Uh, he's a sarcastic, uh, booze-drinking kind of asshole, lawyer type. However, I think he shows the most compassion and empathy in the entire movie um, to his brother. Uh, and it, the way he's played is actually uh, pretty spot on for what I would want from the role. Uh, as compared to most everyone else who is not good in the roles they play. So uh, definite standout of the series here in John Corbett. Um, and one other thing I wanted to, to, to just point out quickly uh, was, you know, again, despite the attempt at even-handed uh, approaches, the way that... Um, the the uh the college parties are portrayed the 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 so-called secular world here uh feels like something straight out of a you know modern sodom or gomorrah uh you know that the lighting's red the music is thumping and overpowering there are people grinding and uh it's not even a question of whether or not how accurate that is um, however, when contrasted with the, the, uh, should I say sterile spaces of, uh, Christianity, it definitely still felt like there was an attempt by the director to say, Hey, there is a difference though, despite trying to show that there are good on both sides. And, uh, as, as someone who has, uh, partaken of a, uh, a party or two, um it did hurt it felt targeted and uh but with all those thoughts on the table guys i would uh like to get your final thoughts on the movie so uh let's start off with uh what let's see it's uh bartholomew Bilbo, brigham brigham Br brigham brigham yes my name is brigham brigham i i've been polite to you so far but i do not understand how you have not memorized that by now I'm going to have to listen to this back a bit. All right. Brother Brigham Brigham of the Brigham clan. Brigham clan. Brigham clan church. Uh, what would you give this movie? This movie in Pastor Dave's brother showed me traits of a human and someone who is below a field mouse, which I found to be distasteful and just incorrect in his portrayal of people as a whole. As such, I think that this movie, while the cinematography was by far the best, 
and arcs were followed through on whether or not I agree with them. I have to give it points for that. But you cannot portray atheists as people. Even if mm. their atheism is a result from ostracization and such things as Pastor Dave's brothers was. So as such, I have to take points away from this and give it a 3.5. That shot at the pool gave it a whole point five right there. I guess it, it, it hurts on a personal level because I do feel like you're attacking me here, but it's your opinion and I cannot stop you from having it. So Christian man, uh, yes, sir. if that is your real name, it is. Uh, what, what would you, you give this? this up? I just, I, it seems very convenient. That's all. Uh, how so? I mean, I, I don't want to have to explain this to you again. Uh, what would you give the movie? I'd give this movie a point five out of out of five. Oh wow! Why so low? Why not? Uh, do you have any justification question. for? <sighs> Melissa Joan Hart wasn't in it. Um, that's my biggest criticism. I, I, there, why it's a big point for for those should who are she, should she not have come to pastor dave's defense he did the same thing for her i don't true. understand we did get josh coming back to the rescue here. yeah she didn't pay him repay the favor like what is that uh there's a quote in the bible somewhere perhaps it's not in the bible but it does exist uh no good deed goes unpunished so you want the next movie to just punish this wish or this witch uh, maybe not punish boom. her maybe punish me i want to be in the movie all right well, well we'll see what we can do about getting you in touch with the production do you know how to do that uh no but uh we can see what we can do about trying okay you um, can't even provide a check i don't think you can you don't make promises you can't hey keep. you promise college me credit no i no he can't say me money i give me the proper forms and i can do that too but uh no i never promised money i never will promise money this uh fundamental misunderstanding of what right. we do here um uh, so uh for this movie i'm gonna go ahead and give it uh one star uh i think it is a noted step up from the rest of the series to the point where i can in good conscience give it one star uh officially putting it above suicide squad for me um though i still think this is morally troubling uh on a lot of levels i think the outward misogyny and bigotry is missing uh or at least in an the active uh misogyny and bigotry is uh though it's still there i think maybe uh, when i when i look at god's not dead a light in the darkness I see what I hope to be the continued attempted evolution of the Christian movie. I see it. I hope that they continue to try to understand. Um, however, with things like cameos from Dana Loesch uh, and critiques of the so-called tolerant college space, uh, especially in the times we live in, regardless of your, you know, political thoughts i don't want to get into that uh it can't help but feel targeted and uh, in the case of dana loesch ill-timed uh so and, and and again i would like to see christian movies kind of divorce themselves from the notion that free speech is always under attack from them i feel like there are more interesting angles you can take with it 
but because of a, a competent character arc, because of one character being played very well, and because of a few interesting film techniques, I give this one star the best movie of the series, but also for that reason, maybe the least interesting. All right, so thank you guys so much for being on the show. Uh, is there anything you would like to say to the listeners before we sign out of here? God bless. God bless. A good notion. Christian? I'd like to apologize for all of my misbehavior. I realize that I have a lot of punishment coming, so I thought I'd step in front of it and thank you all for listening. And I'd just like to say you do have the bag over your head right now. Right? I can't see. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I don't know what I'm going to be doing here. I'm going to be trying to find a way out. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll have a new episode next week. Maybe not. We will have to see on how maybe I Maybe God will guide your steps. This, uh, maybe. Uh, this is Carter Nordic signing off here. And just remember, if you're taking a drink, if you're watching a flick, I'm watching you. Thanks. Love you so much. Goodbye. I'm running. Bye.